Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the newest edition of Scoring Long Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Neal. We've got a fun episode for you today. I had both J.D. Pluid and Shane Potter on from the Flock Pod. We did a fantasy football draft for the Pac-12 Conference going into the 2023 season. Uh, one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, a tight end, a flex, and a defense. It's kind of our way of... Uh, previewing the conference, previewing the season, and just talking about the players we like the most going into the year. This is a really fun one. We uh, we had a good time. I hope you enjoy it. Let's get into it. by my favorite podcasters from the flock pod we've got jd pluid we got bartender shane um coming in here joining with me for this uh this pac-12 preview we're doing a different preview this year as a way to uh look at the 2023 college football season and the pac-12 in general we're gonna do a fantasy draft of the pac-12 conference so um you know fantasy football and college football not really a thing it's usually only nfl i know there's some real degenerate gamblers out there that might get into some college football fantasy. Dude, but, that's some, um, I've, uh, that takes I've some actually dedication. never done it. Have you guys done it before? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just realized I completely misunderstood the prompt, but I'm ready. We'll be, what we'll did be you think right. the prompt was? I have like NFL teams ready. Like, I'm, like, I'm talking like Rashad NFL? White, you, you like do, Zach Charbonnet. You like, do know what we cover on this show. On our you podcast, know, it's a, uh, a college football podcast. Right? I was ready, man. I was ready. I went the other way. Okay, we got to pivot. We got to quickly so you were, pivot. You did pack twelve players you in need the to NFL. Pause the podcast. And, no, we're and good. Do some research. We're, we're good. Let's roll. Who, who, what quarterbacks would we draft after her? <laughs> we got Rodgers and Goff. Yeah. Dude, running back was looking very, very weak. Oh, I see what you're thinking. Wow. Yeah, running back That's was very, very weak. Prompt. Yeah, Maybe I'm so. leaving all of this in. By the way, so everyone can know. How about we? How about we do that on our show? We can have Zach on. Yeah, no, that'd be fun. Yeah, great. That'd be super great. fun. Okay, well, I'm ready for this specifically. <laughs> we are pretending that we're playing fantasy football, but it's college football, so we're drafting current USC players, Oregon players, all of that, and filling out our fantasy roster. So we're gonna do a snake draft. Um, you know, even though we all I think would prefer to do a salary cap draft, in reality, that would take way too long for this. So. We're going to do a snake draft. Um, I did a random generator for our order earlier. It came out as Shane first, me second, JD third. Um, so we're doing a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, tight end, flex, and defense. Um, do you guys have any questions about that? JD, looking at you. <laughs> yes, JD, do you have any questions about that? No, 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 no more questions per se. But uh, yeah, we're ready to go. Let's rock and roll. Okay. Before we get to the actual snake draft, I want to ask some of you guys some questions. So I just wanted to set up that prompt so everyone knows what's coming. But it's been a while since we've actually been able to talk, and I've I've missed you boys. I've missed talking Oregon football with you. So I just want to bounce some questions off you guys, um, just get in a little bit of uh, topics of conversation. So um, we're going to keep it relatively concise, but I want to get both of your thoughts. I'm going to start with you, JD, on Oregon to the Big Ten. What are your thoughts? Um, my childhood just died, you know, the PAC 12 just completely fell apart and it's, it's very different, but I think the, the gem at the end of this whole conversation that we have to stay focused on is now Oregon still has a seat at the table. 
And this was the best decision that they had available to them. And I'm, I'm a constant advocate for make the best decision you have with the information that you have at the time. And this was the corner they were kind of backed into. I don't really see another route that they could have taken. Um, you know, if we go back in time and Larry Scott says, oh, yeah, we'll accept Texas and Oklahoma. And, you know, ESPN doesn't come through with that major deal for Texas. And, you know, it totally shifts the paradigm. But we're here now. I think this is the best decision that they could have made. I, I mean, I, I agree with like 90% of what he said. I think that Oregon could have stayed. Uh, I think that I, I would have liked to see, or you mean Oregon just go a different route. I mean, I get it. It's the, it's, it's conforming to what college football is, looks like it's going to be, which is super conference, which I guess if, if we're looking at silver linings, it makes it easier for the selection committee. Um, it kind of lays out a little bit more of a blueprint for what the expanded college football playoff could look like moving forward. I just don't think they had to. Um, I think that, I mean, sure, it makes it easier. Like you said, it does give you a seat at the table. Um, I just I just kind of, it's it sucks that like the whole SEC model basically just got moved to like around the country and I, you know, I've heard people say that like, oh, if, if Oregon didn't join the Big Ten, they were going to be left behind, I guess, in, in some ways. But I mean, Oregon is in this like very unique financial situation where they don't really need that money. Um, I mean, I'm sure the people who are putting that money in their pockets would tell you um, different, but they don't really. I mean, they're not like these other schools that they need to have this funding in order for their other sports to continue. Um so I mean I I back to Zach's original question I did I I hate it dislike it would be a <laughs> uh, an understatement I absolutely I loathe it um, but it's it's opened it up uh, those who have listened to the flock pod it's opened up my fandom in a lot of ways um, it's closed <laughs> down the way I think about you know college sports and it's it's interesting to me that universities run um, higher education like a business but it is what it is you know that's kind of the yeah, it's kind of where we're That's at. That's a separate conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so, have you guys seen? I did a my last episode was about this. Have you guys seen the idea about relegation in college football oh. and introducing this relegation system? Do I? Um, I know it. I've been kind of a proponent of it before. I think we've talked about it on your podcast before, but yeah, what are your general thoughts, JD? Go ahead. I mean, it's an interesting idea to follow the soccer model. I think from a financial perspective and the capitalist world that we live in, it'll never happen. But I think it's an interesting thought exercise. I think it would solve um, some issues for sure. I mean, I would love to see relegation in all major sports. I think it, yeah, it, it, it really adds another element uh, to the way you, I mean, I'm, I'm all for team building strategy, how to make things more interesting, how to, how to keep everybody kind of always building to have a competitive roster. And that's a way you can do that because no one's just going to tank to get relegated. Uh, it, even if you're getting a number one pick, even if you're getting, you know, a high draft pick in that kind of a situation, it's, I, I love it. I absolutely love it, but it'll never happen. Yeah. I, I'm with Justin. I don't think it'll ever happen, but I think it's the greatest idea possible. I said, I mean, even when we were kind of kicking around the idea of these super conferences in Oregon, going to the big 10 or the big 12 months and months ago, I that was basically my, the only way that I was in was if we had relegation. I think it kind of, it solves a lot of problems. Uh, I think that we already have separation with leagues now because it's basically three big, you know, um, I don't want to call them D like, uh, you know, the, the three conferences that, that have the opportunity to play for a championship, basically. 
I, I do think that, it, you know, where we leave those schools behind, your Oregon States, Washington States, and I'm sure there's others in the Big 12 or whatever who feel similarly, um, it, it would open the door for them to, you know, if they play well enough, they can get themselves a seat at the table, like Justin said. But for right now, it's like what schools have the big TV markets and stuff are dictating what uh, major conference or, you know, I don't know what how we want to like what verbiage we want to use to describe what's going on. But it basically is like these Mountain West conferences is essentially kind of what D2 was. And I don't even know what at this point, I don't even know what happens to like literal D2 football. I don't even know if that's a completely I, I don't know enough about the state of those schools and the, and the sports in those schools as it is to where what it's going to look like five years from now yeah i completely agree i i just finished an article a long article today on duckswire that's laying out like the pros and cons of relegation that will come out tomorrow uh we're recording this on thursday evening so the, the podcast is supposed to come out tomorrow morning as well as long as i can get edited and everything tonight so those will come out in conjunction but it's you know, I, I love the idea. I spent a whole episode on it earlier this week talking about it, but I think it's a really, uh, really interesting. There's a lot of pros, a lot of cons, um, a lot of teams that I think would say no. If you're Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, I think you say no instantly because you've got no reason to say yes. I mean, the current system works for you already. But but would they even um, be yeah, like, they're like Man City, you know what I mean? They're not like yeah, even in exactly. like, you know, like those teams get wouldn't relegated. get relegated. Yeah, yeah exactly. it would be like Rutgers and Maryland and shit like that. Yeah, which I don't even say no. What what are the cons to it? Uh, I mean, basically those the two, but that I had laid out were Rutgers and Maryland saying no, like they they've got no reason to say yes, and then I don't think the the big blue buds would say yes because right now they can have a down year and they can can stay getting the top recruits all the money that they want. If they had a down year in um in relegation system, they would you know move down and. I went through, I think the last time Ohio State was outside of the top 12 was 2016 for Georgia. Or no, Georgia was 2016. Ohio was Ohio State was 2011. Alabama was 2007. Last time they were out of the top 12, which is when they would have been, you know, relegated. So, um, you know, it, it there is precedence for them to move down, but it's rare. I wouldn't think it would happen anytime soon. Hmm. Um, all right, let's keep this moving. I got last one last question for you guys before we get to the draft. What are your thoughts on Jurion Dickey wearing number ninety nine? Oh, I love it. I I mean, I you guys you know that. I mean, I knew you would. I am super duper high on this kid, and I think it's going to be. I think it's going to add to the mystique. You know, I think I, I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah, he's like the the Taj Gibson of Oregon football now. It's a. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to look so weird on the field. Like it'll look th- it, so strange after already seeing it in person, like at practice, it's like, um, okay. In theory. Yeah. He's being himself. He's doing his own thing. It's like, all right. I, uh, I would have done something differently. I like, I like it. I, I think it's, I think it's hilarious. Um, I just, I like that a wide receiver just took any number outside of, you know, like the, the usual suspects. I feel like he's going to be perceived that he's slower than he actually is. I think the number will make him visually look slow. Well, that'll be the only thing slowing him down. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's cool. I think it's more than anything. I think it's hilarious. I just, I wonder like, you want to know who I really want to know how we feel about it is like the coaching staff. Cause I'm sure like Dan Lanning would be like, doesn't matter. I don't care about numbers, blah, blah, blah. Do the coach talk thing. But I bet he kind of cares. I mean, we've we've asked some of the coaches. We asked Junior Adams about it a couple of weeks ago, and he's like, "You know what? Like, 
whatever. As long as he performs. <laughs> I don't care what number you wear as long as you know where you're going on the field yeah. and you perform. Like, that's fine. So he's I think like, that's their, their kind of general vibe. He's, like, mildly annoyed, but he's like, whatever, dude. I'm not going to, like, make a mountain out of Moho. Well, I asked him, I was like, what was your reaction when you heard he wanted 99? And he was like, come on, man. Carry on. Are you serious? <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's that's probably the right reaction. Because like when when he found out he was wearing ninety nine, is like he was probably annoyed because he was like, oh man, there's gonna be some guy who's gonna ask me a question about. Now I'm gonna be talking about that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, that's enough news talk. Let's take a quick break. Then when we come back. Uh, we will get going in the draft. Okay, we've got our draft order. Again, it will be Shane and then myself and then JD. Reminder, we are drafting current college players in the Pac-12. We're doing a QB, two running backs, two wide receivers, tight end, defense, and a flex. Um, So snake draft. So JD will be third, but he gets the first pick in the second round. Shane, go ahead and kick us off with the first pick in the first round. Were you guys excited that you didn't have the first pick? Because I was like a little bummed to have it. I don't know. I was it's, yeah. I mean, a little. I don't. I don't know what JD wanted, but I was getting Christian McCaffrey. If you got the number, one pick. that was my thought process. But uh, I mean, now it, I can see where why you would be bummed to have the number one pick because it's tough. I mean, yeah. in a if you're building a fantasy team and it's not super flex, it, yeah, it is. It's tough. Yeah, it's a tricky one. I I was kind of going back and forth on this all morning, and you know, as le- morning for me, kind of leading up to this, uh, while I was you know bartending in the middle of the day. And I decided I'm going to go with old reliable here. I always like taking a running back early in fantasy drafts. I believe that, you know, it's kind of the more top heavy position. And I'm going to go with Mr. Underrated, Bucky Irving. I think that with the way Oregon's offense is set up with a little bit more experience on the line and just what we saw from, you know, already in the early stages of his Oregon career, just so much potential. I mean, he's, I think, skyrocketed to maybe like a top three top five all time like must see running back at Oregon uh I think there's some like Royce Freeman you know better numbers or whatever but he wasn't like the 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 excitement that Bucky has where you know a touchdown can happen at any point bouncing off all the tackles and all that and so there's a couple other skill positions I want to look at first but I think that Bucky Irving is a nice safe pick I think he's going to get that same number of carries next year uh, even with the you know all the talent running back, it was already fairly split up last year, and you know the the stats were there. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because like you know in in NFL fantasy drafts, like you want to get there's a couple running backs at the top, and then you kind of go into receivers right after that. It's interesting. Like I don't really, it's hard to think about that in college football because it's um, especially when you're thinking about just one conference. Like, is there enough depth at wide receiver that there's a couple running backs at the top of the list? Um, yeah, I, I like that pick. He was definitely near the top of my board. Solid, solid, solid pick for a Homer. Solid pick for a Homer. <laughs> well, it's going to be, it, it's going to be interesting how we fight over the ducks in this one. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm going the complete non Homer route and this one hurts my soul a little bit to do, but I'm taking Damian Martinez for <sighs> Oregon State running back. I think that he's the number one Damn running back it. on the board. To be honest, I, I thought that, is, that was going to be my sneaker next round. Uh-uh. Oh no! No, what I he was, did as a freshman was yeah. incredible. Ah, so I'm it. I'm super stoked to be able to get All him. Right. Now I gotta see. That's why I didn't want the first pick, though. 
<laughs> I got to retool this whole thing. Yeah, now I'm in an interesting position because a player that I wasn't sure was going to be there is sitting there staring me at the face, but it goes against conventional wisdom. But I will say, you know, there was a season where this 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 rookie quarterback was coming into the NFL, and I took him 1-1 overall that year and ended up winning my <laughs> league. And I got mocked mercilessly for this. I took Cam Newton 1-1 in my league and ended up winning the whole thing because wow. he went on a crazy rushing spree. But I'm going to do it. Quarterback super deep, but I'm going to take Caleb Williams. I think he's going to yeah. put up five or six touchdowns a week. And uh, well, maybe not five or six a week, but have ceiling of five or six a week. And it's just too tempting to, uh, to not take him there. So yeah, give me the quarterback, Caleb Williams. I was definitely considering that, but you know, when you look at, all right, so there's, we can be honest about it. There's three quarterbacks that are going to go. I think yep. we know which three are going to go. I'd be super happy with any of them on my team. I don't think you're getting too drastic of an advantage by getting Caleb over any of them. I mean, that could be wrong. He could have a, another insanely good year. Um, I like that pick, but I was also fine with waiting for quarterback because I'm I'm fine with whoever falls to me, really. Yeah, and I probably should have been, but I think I think Caleb is in a tier of his own, and I think that's why it's agree. worthwhile. Yeah. So do I now yeah, I Snake? So I get another one. Yeah, Snake. So it's okay. you again. Now this is hard. This is hard because you yeah. guys have already taken two elite running backs off the board. So I'm tempted to to look at that route. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and do that. I'm gonna go ahead and take Jaden Ott ah, out of Cal. Um, I think the potential is high for him just to get fed 200, 225 carries this season, a uh, bunch bunch of opportunities in the passing game, and yeah, it's it's the Cal stink, but Jaden Ott is crazy talented, and I think he can he can overplay the Cal stink. So yeah, give me Ott. There'll be no no Cal Bears on my team. <laughs> also a former Oregon commit and decommitted and went to Cal. So that was uh, the one that got away. All right. My second pick. No one has taken any wide receivers yet. I'm going to take who I think the top one is. I'm taking Romo Dunes. Yeah. That was from, the other player uh, I was Washington. thinking about. I feel incredibly dirty that I have a beaver and a Husky on my team. It's my first two picks, but you know what? You got to respect game. And uh, I think those two, him and Damian Martinez definitely have it. No doubt, no doubt. Solid pick. Where so? Where are we at now? Does that mean Shane for Your two? Your second pick. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go with my quarterback. I'm getting my guy, my guy, the guy I'll be rooting for for the next year. You know, you know, we're carrying into this new Big Ten world. My guy, Michael Penix, um, oh, and oh. the Washington. Off- oh, you didn't know Zach? I'm a Washington oh. fan now. Washington, Oregon, he cool fan. He don't <laughs> like this at all. Yeah, and- I heard you say it on the podcast. I didn't think you were going to say my guy, Michael mm-hmm. Penix. My guy, Michael Penix, going to be slanging that thing all around the field. Okay. Um, I mean, I was just, I liked him back to the Indiana days, and I thought what he did, yeah. you know, at Washington, especially watching him against us last year, dude. The guy's just a he's a tactician. He's a machine, and as much as I love Bo, I think statistically, Phoenix is set up for a better Penix for all you actual football fans out there. It's spelled yeah. Phoenix, though. Um, we call him Phoenix on the flock pod. It, it works. I mean, you replace one letter. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, I just think he's set up for a better, better statistical year, whether or not that means more wins or not. Yeah, that's that's fair. I think that he probably should be ahead of Bo on this list. I think that he's he might be ahead of Bo in the, the Heisman odds and stuff too. A lot of people like him more than Bo, but um, I don't think Phoenix has a uh, a billboard in New York City, probably because it would get uh, some 
interesting graffiti on there. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> you maybe want to change one of those letters. So no doubt, no doubt. All right, Shane, you're uh you're third. Oh third. yeah, I'm up again. Oh man. Let's see. So I got running back quarterback. I am gonna go. You know what I'm gonna do here? I always like doing this in fantasy. Just doubling up from one team at one position, you know, and just go just go with the old handcuff and give me give me Noah. Give me the give me the Oregon okay. backfield. This was not at all okay. my normal plan. I have uh I had two other running backs actually um written down. I was just scouring that Duckswire article. But I feel like <laughs> this this is going to this is gonna give me an advantage here where I feel like when those numbers get split, uh add them up and just give me that Oregon rushing total minus the Jordan James numbers. Yeah, you get the entire Oregon backfield. That's mm-hmm. that could be a really good thing. Not bad. Not All right. Bad. Palmer. My third pick. Oh, Bo's still on the board. <laughs> I I mean, honestly, now I can take him with my last pick. So I don't, yeah, now you don't you have to guys worry aren't about taking, it at all. Yeah. We're not doing super flex, so you're not taking another quarterback. Hey, I'll, just, I'll, I'll, I'll leave my wide receiver slot empty, dude, and just rob you of the quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, right. All right, I am taking... Uh, the talent is so good, but the quarterback is questionable. I'm still going to do it. I'm going to take Jacob Cowing for Arizona. Um, I think that his stats are otherworldly. I know that, um, you know, he transferred to Arizona last year, had a great year. That was even with Dorian Singer uh, before he transferred to USC. Um, you know, Jaden Delora, I don't think the best quarterback in, in the Pac-12, but I think he's middle of the pack. He's decent. Um, Arizona should be a little bit better this year. So, um, yeah, I will gladly take Cowing and have him and Odunes as my wide receivers. And, um, yeah, I feel good about that one. Damn it. That's all I got. That's all I got. Good <laughs> yeah, pick. As, good as pick. Justin tries to piece this all together on the fly. Yeah, as I try to, like, immediately pivot now. Justin's so, like, yeah. is, is Keenan Allen still on the board? Yes. <laughs> What's going on? So I think here with my next pick – I was thinking about double tapping wide receiver because I thought Cowan might still be there, but I guess I'll go ahead and take the Trojan stack. Give me Dorian Singer, wide receiver mm-hmm. out of USC. And uh, now I need to, well, let's see here. Let's see here. Let me write that down. Dorian Singer. All right. I was between him and Cowan, just so you know. Okay. So I wasn't going to get both of them anyway. So that makes me feel no, a little bit better. Not. That makes me feel a little bit better. You know, I think I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go running back again. I think I'm going to wait on wide receiver a little bit because I think there's a lot of talent on the, in that position. I'm going to take Carson Steele out of UCLA. Uh, I think he's got an opportunity in that backfield to have a big year. So Transfer yeah, kid, right? Steele. Yeah, from Ball State. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ball State. All right, shoot. Where are we at? Really hoping he would make it one more pick. It's mine. Um, yeah, you should be. (laughs) See, all right. I've got my running back. I've got two wide receivers. Do I go second running back or do I take the top tight end on the board? Ooh, I think we might disagree on who the top tight end is. Yeah, I mean, there's there's several. The one that I want the most, though. I'm going to go ahead and do that. I'm going to take Terrence Ferguson just because I want a duck on the board. Damn it. Someone from our team. I was really hoping he'd make it back to me. Good pick, Zach. I'll take Terrence. T-Ferg. 
Yeah, that's a. I think that's a slam dunk pick. I I thought Justin was going to take him way earlier in the draft. <laughs> I almost took him. I almost took him the right just now over Carson Steele, but I I knew <sighs> that I think I'll Steele. trade you T Ferg for Carson Steele. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep that running back. Cause I think there's some, I think there is a little okay. depth there at tight end. Cause I thought you were going to go with a there different is. player when you brought him up. So, but I, you, you know, my love for Fergie. Yes, I do. All right. It is Shane. Ooh, Two picks. Do, do, do. I got my running backs. I got my QB. I got my guy that Phoenix is going to be slanging that rock too. Ooh, I got two on the board here. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Jalen McMillan. Um, yeah, I like his, uh, possession receiver is Nesk, uh, matched with the, <laughs> the, um, the, the physical traits that he has going, going deep. Uh, but I think that he's going to be, I think he's might have an, like a little bit of improved role, uh, catches per game wise, uh, in this year as they, they've kind of, I mean, they, they're bringing back a lot of people, but I think they're going to kind of retool the pieces that they got to put themselves in a little bit of better position this year. So wide receiver out of Washington pairing up my QB wide receiver with my handcuff backfield. I'm putting a lot of eggs into two baskets here. That you are, sir. That you are. I feel good about the Pacific Northwest basket though. I'm really scared about what you're about to do with this next pick. <laughs> this could be interesting. All right, Shane, who do you got? Oh yeah. I'm fucking, I always forget snake. Um, God, wide receiver. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go a little bit off the beaten path here, and I'm gonna pick a player. Well, actually, he might redshirt. You know what? Um, Whoa! I was gonna go Kenyon Sadiq just because I think there's so much potential there, but I also think there's so much potential for him to not play. I I'll say that I do not think that he's gonna play that much this year. The yeah. Introduction of of Casey Kelly and what we've been hearing out of camp. I think that uh, Sadiq's not gonna get a huge role. So I would advise against that pick as much as it hurts. My yeah, I know because I think that there's all the room in the world for him to be this awesome tool and do all this cool yeah. shit immediately. But I just don't think yeah. that this is the year for it. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna quadruple down, and I'll wow. take a. Is it a Dunze? Romo Dunes? Mm-hmm. A Dunes? No, I already oh, took him. Oh, you took him? I took him second pick. Yeah, I took him second round. Let's go T. Frank. Dang. I forgot he was still on the board. That was um, Yeah, I'm going to go T. Frank for all the obvious reasons in the world. I think that he he's poised for another big year. I'm My biggest concern, which is the Oregon wide receiver room, is there's so many similar style players. I know that T. Frank has the experience – He's, you know, he's bringing next year into this year and everything that he did. He's already a big Oregon fan favorite. But, you know, there's players that we talked about earlier in this podcast. And there's, mm-hmm. I mean, there's just plenty. There's a bunch of guys in that wide receiver room that haven't really been getting a lot of reps in the past couple of years that I think are potentially have expanded roles. But if I was to bank on anyone being on the field the most, it would be Troy Franklin. So I think I'm just going to, I think I'm going to roll okay. there. And he's he's added some weight. He's bulked up another year with Bo, another year under Junior Adams. I think that he's this is going to be a, a potential Blitnikoff Award year for him. He might really? be done. I mean, he's. I don't. Not saying he's going to win it. There's a, a ton of really great competition, um, but I think that he could definitely be among the finalists for that if if all goes right. Okay. Yeah, I like um, 
I need to fill my QB. I can wait. I need to fill my running back. There's a couple on the board, but unless you guys take a running back for flex, I think that I can get one of those two later. I think I'm going to fill my flex with a guy that we all really, really want. I'm doing it with Tez Johnson. Oh, okay. (laughs) JD, just a sigh of relief. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. I'm putting Tez in my in my flex. I like that pick, but it, I didn't have him on my board yet. Okay. All right, JD, you are on the clock. I'm going to take the guy that I thought you were going to take, a newcomer to the Pac-12, a player that I think has a lot riding on his production this season just for the, the sake of his head coach, has a high profile. Mm. I'm going to take Travis Hunter from Colorado because I think he is going to get fed the rock. And that kid is super. Where are you putting him? Wide receiver. Yeah. Wide receiver. Okay. Yeah. I school with a kid named Travis Hunter and he was a fucking douchebag. So just like, it's forever like stained. All right, uh, bad pick then, JD. Bad pick. Yeah, bad pick for me. Shane there. does not approve. It's just hard Man, to it's no. hard to forever look past that, you know. Um. Oh, I know. I know who I'm going to take for my flex because I've got quarterback. I've got my two running back spots. I think I can wait on tight end. I'm going to. Oh, do I want another one? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do it because I think that offense is going to be prolific enough. A player that I really wish was going to come to Oregon or would have come to Oregon when he transferred mm-hmm. from the school that I actually just mentioned. I'm going to take Brendan Rice, wide receiver from USC, and I'm just going to load up on that USC offense and hope that they uh, I can they can carry me to victory. Well, yeah, I mean, their offense think- is literally always on the field, so it's probably a good call. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Loading up on a, uh, a Lincoln-Riley offense has never done anyone anything bad so i think that's solid um okay there's several different ways i could go here i can't really take any more wide receivers are we taking a kicker i'm no we're just doing a defense um you can you can say special teams you can include the kicker in there but no i was not okay i'm a big um you know i'm strongly against the addition of kickers in regular fantasy football oh, i think they should be out a lot of every league thank you <laughs> mm, yes i can't right. stand them oh, so I no it. i was not you, putting them in you lose here. some matchup cuz some guy kicks seven oh, field goals in a matchup you're like but why was that a <laughs> cuz the offense yeah, was no. bad like unless extra points are worth more like i just i don't get it it's so dumb yeah, thank no. you Zach. kickers kickers do not belong in fantasy football um all right i think I don't need Bo yet. I've got two running backs on the board that I want. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. This may be a little bit too early. Give me Oregon's defense. Mm. I think that, you know, you look at the defenses in the pack, I don't think any of them are going to be as good or as big or talented as Oregon's. So um, I think they can actually do pretty well this year against some really, really good competition. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take what I think is the best defense in the pack 12 Really messed up taking quarterback so early and allowing Zach this crazy flexibility. I didn't Gosh, think about it. that oh, being I... the three. Yeah, yeah. We, we should have definitely played this differently. Yeah, um, we should have. We should have teamed up. We should have. We should have made a pact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could have. <sighs> we could have put a stronghold on this draft. Yeah, it, it's me, right? Yeah, Shame it's you. for two. All right, so 
I'm going to take what just works like gangbusters in the Pac-12, a big old white tight end from Stanford. I'm going to take <laughs> Benjamin Yurusk, I think. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how to say the last name. Euro- but. Eurosec. Um, don't really know much about him, nor the Stanford offense as a whole, but man, if you're a, just a big, smart, tight end Stanford, you're going to kill it. And uh, they don't have much of a passing offense from what I understand. Tight ends, huge for you know offenses that are going to be slower moving the ball down the field in the air. So I, I'm assuming I'm going to get a good, decent amount of targets. And he could be potentially an NFL like first-round guy. Stanford does this. They Stanford tight end, yeah. Yeah, that's what they do. <laughs> um, so then my next pick, I'm going to go – I'm going to go try and fill my flex here. Oh, man. Running back or wide receiver. I'm going to go. Is Richard Newton still on the board? He's still yeah. on the board. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to land there. I'm going to take a running back. Yep. I'm going to go three yeah. running backs deep. Um, just because there's so much talent at wide receiver in the Pac-12. But I was thinking about taking another Oregon wide receiver. But I think it's the same thing I was talking about with Troy Franklin. I don't want too many cooks in the kitchen. So, I'm going to just lay down with this Washington offense that I think is probably going to be top 10 in the nation in scoring, I'm assuming. I think Oregon, Washington, Mm -hmm. and USC are all going to be in that top 10, 15 range, Uh, especially if we're talking about teams in the, you know, in the potential super conferences. We eliminate some of these other schools Uh, because that's like the weird thing. The one year I did like the real college fantasy on Yahoo!, it was so keen on getting players in small schools that have like enormous roles, like that Buffalo running back and whatever. Like that's what it was all about. And I was kind of like, uh, and I messed up and took like all Oregon players and just got waxed. So uh, I'm going to (laughs) go, I'm going to go Newton here. Long story short. And uh, hopefully my, or my Pacific Northwest backfield gets me some teeters. So it's funny that you mentioned players at small schools um, that go gangbusters because the guy that I'm taking here did this last year. And I don't think a lot of Pac-12 fans know this person's name or really even know that he's part of the Pac-12 now. But I'm going to take Colorado running back Alton McCaskill. Mm. Um, if you don't know him, he is he was a true friend. I don't know if true freshman, redshirt freshman last year, but played in 14 games, had just under a thousand yards, 16 touchdowns in those 14 games. So um, he was playing for Houston. So I know it's not a huge school, but it's also not like, you know, it's not ball state or mm-hmm. Buffalo or something like that. So um, yeah, I'm going to take him. He's projected to be the starting running back in Colorado. So, um, you know, we'll see how, how they do, but with, with Deion Sanders and Shador Sanders, who knows they might, they might struggle passing the ball and need to run it a little bit more. So I'm going to take Alton. Can I derail this for a hot second? Please. What did you guys think about that Deion Sanders video yesterday? Oh, I I haven't seen it. I don't know that I saw it. Oh, the the fight in the end zone? Oh, oh, I see. All I saw and all I noticed was that they have all of their Twitter handles as their names on the back of the jerseys which is the worst thing i've ever seen in my life so i didn't even think about the fight so yeah so dude is like in the end zone i don't know if it's like a safety situation or a touchdown but he gets like hit late like super late and this like fight kind of <laughs> breaks out in the end zone and one this one guy's just enormous and he's just throwing people around and the fight ends up being probably like i don't know probably like five to eight dudes including the big one throwing everybody around and then prime 
like lectures the whole team and like films himself and posts it online or what I don't know who posted it or what what the filming situation was, but he was like livid that more players didn't join in on the fight. And he says, we all fight together or some crazy thing like that. But he was like, yeah, he was like upset at the team for not all jumping into the fight at the same time. He's a uh, interesting coach. I don't, I don't know that I would vibe playing for him or not. I'm would not you really send sure your kids to play like. for him? I don't think so, but I don't, I don't know him well enough. <laughs> no, I definitely wouldn't. Yeah, I, that would. That's uh, I. From a coaching perspective, from mm-hmm. like if I if I like jump over a couple steps, I can kind of see where he's coming from. True. That. But it's not something you put on wax. It's not so that's he's saying the quiet part really loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, I kind of understand just... the mindset, but like yeah. literally you're asking, and I'm like, so like week one, if there's like some skirmish, are we talking about like 15 players from Colorado getting suspended? <laughs> like they're just like fleeing yeah. like the sidelines, be like, this is what he well, wants. Coach said coach was going to replace me with someone from the transfer portal. Yeah, <laughs> he made it very clear. If I don't do what he says, I'm out of here. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that tangent. I did not know that. And I'm, I will look up that video as soon as this is over. Um, JD, get us back on the, on the rails. Your sla- uh, seventh and eighth, your final picks, final picks, right? Yeah. Uh, yep. I'm going to, I can't believe I'm doing this. I was so happy. That's the, that's, that's the one thing that I'm happy about, about us moving to the big 10 is we no longer have to play Utah on a regular basis. And I'm going to go ahead and take two Utah Utes here. I'm going to take the Utah wow. defense. Damn it. Okay. I think they are going to be really, really good this year. And then I'm going to take a guy that was hurt last year, but had good production the previous season. Uh, he's first team preseason, all pack 12 at tight end. I'm going to take Brant Keith Kuth. Queeth. Queeth? Yeah. Queeth, I think it's... <laughs> I think it might be like... I think it's Queethy, honestly. I don't really know how to say it. Of course it, it is. Uh, yeah. Of course it is. But yeah, I follow that same model as Shane at the tight end position there. Just a old, big, white guy out of Utah. Uh, I'm, uh, I think he's going to be putting up some big numbers. So yeah, double tap the Utah Utes. Can't believe I just did that in a draft. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, I don't... I don't really know how I feel about going. I have to take another shower. A lot of. <laughs> well, I mean, my first two picks were Damian Martinez, Martinez, and Romo Dunes. So, hey, dude, next year um, we do good, this. Good picks. Ohio State quarterbacks and Michigan running backs, and we can all just throw up in our own mouths and That's jump off true. the bridge afterwards. All right, my final pick. We've known it was going to be mine since the you know second round, but I'm taking Bo Nix is my quarterback. So yeah. I love what I said. I was going to take T Ferg so I could get a duck on my team. Then I ended up with Nix, Ferg, Johnson, and, and Oregon and defense. So yeah. I feel like I uh, represented pretty well for Eugene. You made up for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I did. <laughs> All right. So the two defenses I was really keen on are now off the board. The two that I had written down actually, and I was pretty confident in getting one of them. So I'm going to go and I'm going to make this pick not really based off of the defense's skill per se, but more because the offense is going to be controlling the ball so much that I think that we're going to be seeing some low scoring games and I'm going to take our little brother defense over in Corvallis. I'm going to go with the Bees. I'm just thinking low scoring games. And I think with the way that uh, with the way they're coached, the ground and pound, with Martinez and his ability, his, the jump he's 
I we're probably think that he's going to make this year. I just think it's going to be – I'm making this just purely based off time of possession because I don't really want to go – I mean, obviously not USC. I don't ever want to pick a Chip Kelly defense in my life. I, they, the Arizona was tempting – but they also have Justin Flo, so they yeah. might give up a ton Walking of Walking human targeting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to go with the Beavs on this one very, very reluctantly. But I I feel good about the, the pace. pace of Your Huskies See, were sitting I, right there. And I honestly would not have – I mean, USC was on my board. Um, I think USC's defense actually might be – decent this year oh, they man. retooled the defensive line they're much they better than they've got i know man. i know they say it a lot i know i i'm probably just drinking the kool-aid but i think that usc's defense is going to be pretty good they've got <laughs> uh transferred linebacker from oklahoma state mason cobb they've got kalen bullock one of the best safeties in the nation they've got a retooled defensive line different conversation but i think usc is going to be quite scary this year um but yeah i I don't know. I, I I like Oregon. I like your reasoning for Oregon State, but um, yeah, that's just where my head was at. Well, plus I think that sometimes those Lincoln Rally teams, it it's like the opposite of what I was saying. Where sometimes the offense puts their defense in like kind of a hairy situation. Exactly. Where sometimes they yeah. score they so score fast, quick. the defense is just like, damn, dude, we were just on the field. And college football mm-hmm. is just really finicky that way. In the NFL, you get these longer possessions, and it's more of this like drawn out thing. Where college football is so bang bang, and I think that with those fireworks, it's just you're you're kind of asking a lot from your defense. But, I mean, even if their defense is good, they're going to be beating living shit out of people. So, I mean, it's yeah. it's fair, you know what I mean? But it's, it's also like I just think that even the last year that he was at Oklahoma, they were saying that. They were like, oh, I don't know, man. I think he's finally figured out the defense. And I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, that's very true. All right. I'm going to recap all of our teams. Shane, you went first. You've got Michael Penix at quarterback, Bucky Irving, Noah Whittington, Jalen McMillan, Troy Franklin, Benjamin Urasek, I think is how we decided we say it. Richard Newton is your flex, then Oregon State's defense. I went second. I have Bo Nix at quarterback, Damian Martinez, Alton McCaskill, uh, Romo Dunes, Jacob Cowing, Terrence Ferguson, Tez Johnson, and Oregon's defense. JD, you went third. You have reigning Heisman winner Caleb Williams, Jaden Ott, Carson Steele, Dorian Singer, Travis Hunter, Brant Queethy, uh, Brendan Rice, and Utah's defense. Um, any notes or thoughts on any of those teams? I like Zach's. Mine second. JD, I'm sorry. You're not even on the screen down here. <laughs> yeah, I'm walking I'm walking out of the draft as the winner right now. I feel like oh, I'm the yeah, winner I'm this good about it. I'd yeah, make a wager that your team is not the best. <laughs> well, how we, we get, well, all right, his, well, let's track this. That'd be fun. All right. I don't know I how. think his quarterback is the best. I think he's got two of the best running backs. I don't know. I don't know, man. Shane, I think your team is the worst. I think it's the cow bias. I think Shane's it's just saying the cow bias. definitely the cow bias. They're going to average like it 13 is. points a game. But Jaden Ott could have, I don't know. I think he's going to get a lot is of touches. so good, and though. He's yeah, so but dude, they might, who knows who's even going to be on that team in two weeks. Like, yeah, I think they true. might have people like literally quitting during the season. They're going to be got playing Byron in Byron Cardwell the, coming back. He can pick up Byron off the, off the waivers. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be playing in the... Like the Sun Belt or something in two years. <laughs> That's two years from now, baby. We're not worried well, about that. This isn't right. a this isn't a keeper draft. <laughs> I mean, I I, I think, think you 
the ramifications <laughs> two to three years out affect these teams a lot more than we want to think they do. I think you both screwed up by letting me take my quarterback last. Yeah, well, I think that's yeah, where I had the sure. biggest advantage that some... I could just sit around. <laughs> there should have been some clause that you had to take a quarterback in the first three picks. <laughs> Says who? Just draft better. No, that was good. Yeah, just draft yeah. better. No, it was. It was my fault. I yeah. should have waited on Caleb Williams because I think one. I think Zach might have taken Caleb, and then I would have been in the position. I was thinking that he about was it. Yeah, in. yeah. So, but I, I, mean, I, I think, think yeah. he's in a tier of his own. Man, he's going to put up. No. If we actually did the points for this. Caleb Williams is going to be like a forty-point quarterback almost every week. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah. it's like an NFL fantasy. I mean, whenever someone takes Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts, then it starts the QB run. Mm-hmm. And so yep. um, I was just lucky that we only have three players and three really good quarterbacks. It's like, all right, you're not going to take a second one. If we had a bench, you, it would have been a different story. Should have been a super flex league. Next been a yeah. well, I, was, I was thinking about it just like a year. normal draft. Like I had my players ranked, so I kind of just went in, you know, in some sort of order. Yeah. Uh, not thinking about that, it was just a three-person draft. <laughs> Whoops! Yeah, yeah. That, that changes things. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Any other notes? Any other thoughts before no, we get out stuff, of here, gentlemen? Good stuff. Always good to yeah. good to have a talk. Good to have a talk with you, boys. Absolutely. Always a pleasure to have both JD and Shane on. Please go listen to the Flock Pod if you don't already. Um, especially as things ramp up towards the start of the season, they've been a, a very fun follow to kind of recap the off season both offense and defense i know that we need to do our our annual stock draft soon that's mm. one that i i can't wait for i'm jonesing at that one so i feel like those are even more fun than these in some ways because you're you're like betting on potential and not like yeah, yeah. there's more no, i think the stock draft is like the most fun thing we mm-hmm. do yeah there's more you feel it in your gut more and then i don't know about you guys i still feel attached to my players from last year you know what i mean <laughs> oh like, absolutely yeah I'm still I'm riding Josh Connolly into into this fan uh-huh, stock here. Yeah, I'm yeah. riding both of them into this yep. year. Uh-huh. Yeah, those those penny stocks have made me some money. <laughs> um, you can follow JD on social media at Coach Justin D, and you can follow Shane on social media at Shane the Human, and of course follow at the Flock Pod as well. Thank you both for coming on and doing this. It was a lot of fun, and I can't wait to talk to you guys again soon. Good stuff, gents. Yeah, Good stuff. Thanks, Zach. Yeah, man. Thanks for having us on. Mm-hmm.